0: And we were like, uh, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> the alarms went off. So we did not originally plan on returning.
1: This is Meet the Fam, a podcast series from the Way Church. Meet the Fam is a place for you to meet the community, the people who make up the Way family. I'm Lucas Flatter, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Heidi Zell, and producer, John Boomhofer. Uh, Heidi, will you introduce our esteemed guest? (laughs) I'd
2: love to. Today, we're talking to Sydney, Sydney Jones. Sydney moved here to Fredericksburg in late 2020, started coming to the way not long after that, and she is a self-described gardener-turned-teacher, so we're definitely going to talk to her about that today among other things.
1: So we actually, we were talking to John earlier, and he was telling us about the story about how you first came to the way, and and we were wondering if you wanted to share that with us in our audience. Yeah, (laughs)
0: totally. I mean, we were, so Will and myself, my husband Will, we moved here in late 2020, like Heidi said, and we were engaged at the time. So we were trying to find Place to go to church, and Will had just moved from North Carolina, where he was going to like a Pentecostal church, and I had just moved from Roanoke, where I was living with my parents, and we sort of had had these very different, you know, journeys <laughs> growing up. We we were kind of raised in different churches, so we had to decide now, like, where are we going to go to church? And it was 2020, so it was kind of hard to find churches. It was a little bit weird to like go into a building with strangers. So, that kind of added on to the, I don't know, sort of the stress of it all. So, we were kind of looking around. We tried quite a few churches. We went to The Way because we actually didn't know that The Way existed, but we were going to a different church and we got the time wrong, so we missed that church service. (laughs) So we were heading back and past the Y and saw that there was a sign for the church. And we were like, well, I mean, we're dressed for church. We could try this one. (laughs) So we walk in and we met Matt outside. And then we came in and, you know, it was when we were in the other side of the gym. And it was a nice experience, but it was a communion Sunday before we did communion every week. And we weren't allowed to take it. And we were like, Jaws dropped. Excuse me. (laughs) Who are you? And there was um, the other thing that we didn't understand was when we did the confession part of the service, and Matt said, "As a called servant of Christ, I forgive you of your sins." And we were like, "Uh uh oh!" (laughs) Alarms went off. (laughs) So we did not originally plan on returning to the church.
2: You were one so, and done. Yeah. You were like, okay, that was fun.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, Let's I get out of here. <laughs> I went to Catholic church for like all of my elementary school years. My dad was raised Catholic. And that felt, we, both of us were like, that feels a bit <laughs>
2: Catholic. Uh, the, okay. One, yeah.
0: the closed communion, because mm-hmm. you have to go through, you know, all the class to do that. And then the idea, we were, it felt a little bit like um, the Catholic idea of you have to, confess to somebody, to a priest. So we were concerned. We were hesitant about that. But honestly, what convinced us to give it another try was when Matt showed up at Will's house (laughs) with the the welcome gift and talked to him. I wasn't there, but he talked to him for like an hour outside in November at night (laughs) in the cold. And he answered a bunch of questions and he was like, I would love to talk more about this it was very refreshing to see somebody willing to have those like those conversations which i think everybody has probably said <laughs> that's a common thread i feel like with this church
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah your your apprehension or pause or alarms going off at confession and communion looking back what are your thoughts you know after going through foundations after being part of the <laughs> church like what did how's your perspective changed
0: well honestly i didn't know the the scriptural basis like what the Lutherans use to, to back up those beliefs and when we went through foundations I couldn't argue you know it's it's there in scripture so the idea of close communion I was a little bit more familiar with but Will was very upset about that he, he was like give us the juice <laughs> 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 but I, that um, understanding the gravity of what you're taking you know it's it's not something that you should be taking lightly, and understanding the idea of the uh, true presence. You know, like this—this this is my body, this is my blood. So, it's not—it's not just bread, and it's not just wine. So, un- now we get it. <laughs> yeah.
2: When you guys were picking different places to go, or are kind of deciding where you wanted to go as as a family unit once you moved here. And after you got married and everything, did you have things that you were like, we definitely want to continue doing this because of our church upbringing? Or you were like more so, we just don't want to do these other certain things? Or did you not really have like a denomination that you were even looking at specifically? That's an interesting question. We were
0: almost considering some Baptist churches because Will, he wasn't raised Baptist, but his mom was. Okay, and He grew up in a totally non-denominational church so he was sort of raised with like baptist ideals you know so that was one that we were looking at other than that i think that we were just trying to find what made the most sense like not i don't know not too many frills people mm-hmm. doing things that just aren't <laughs> supported either by tradition or the bible i guess mm-hmm. i've got more of a draw to like the traditional church look you know like yeah a tall ceiling with the stained glass and such but he never had that experience so he was like fine with whatever interesting yeah so cool. the
3: high gym ceilings really do <laughs> it.
0: Really do. Yeah. absolutely it makes the, you feel like you're in the, the presence pads, so. the padding on the walls. yeah very yeah. <laughs> yeah. gothic style absolutely <laughs>
1: Speaking of um, you know school gymnasium kind of things <laughs> that are also churches, um, you did go to a Christian college as well. Is that that's where you met Willie, your husband? Mm-hmm. Does that kind of inform your basis for faith and things like that nowadays, or do you think that's an important?
0: I, I would say factor? maybe the most formational time was there in college for me because growing up, we went to church very regularly, but I did not, I didn't go to like youth stuff very much. And I didn't really do much Bible studying on my own. I was kind of just there with my parents <laughs> as as sad as that sounds. I, but when it became up to me, I, that was super, I don't know, that was just very formational. And I went to, i sorry, I lived with people who were part of the Brethren Church, which is the church that Bridgewater is associated with. And so, being around people who are involved in the church was another just sort of um, like a motivation for me to, (laughs) you know, make some decisions. (laughs) So, it definitely was formational.
3: Well, in a a school like that too, you said it was affiliated with the Brethren Church, but from what I know and what you guys have said, there's just like a lot of people. You don't have to be Christian to go there. There's a lot of, but, no. you know, So there's just a lot of different people who are Christian that go to, so you have different backgrounds and, and different things happening, and then people who aren't, which is a really interesting and can be eye-opening experience, you know, to like talk about faith from different perspectives, different uh, traditions, different backgrounds, right?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, I remember I went there to play volleyball, and two only two of my teammates... Three only three of the teammates were Christian and went to church on Sundays, and so I kind of I picked which which one to go with. So I didn't have a car, so I would ride with one of them or my roommate. But it was very interesting to f- be surrounded by people of differing opinions and kind of be at the point when I it's up to me to pick one. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Not only just to pick what you what you believe and what you stand by, kind of, but also, like, having those conversations with people of different backgrounds, like, you really, you come quickly to the conclusions, like, oh, I definitely don't know this about my faith, or I or I do feel this this way, and that's a strong belief of mine and stuff like that. You're right. That's helpful. And honestly, that first one
0: is what I felt more of, where I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, yeah. I need to know more about what I say I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to <laughs> have, like, an educated answer to these questions. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's Mm eye-opening. That's cool about, you know, really any college, not even just, or even just whenever you move out of your parents' home and you you grew up in the church, but you never really think about it yourself, I guess, you know, at least that was my experience as well.
0: Yeah, and like as formational as it was, as important as it was that I was around a group of Christians, I went to the Brethren Church that was near campus, but like, and they definitely were great to be a part of for a little while. But then, as that journey like progresses, after learning more through coming here and just learning things, like, I don't think I would go there now, <laughs> but but it it was there, and it was a big part of the the journey,
1: you know, speaking of, you know, gaining some of that independence, going to school, you're also like, N- engaged to will right near graduating college correct
0: yeah well <laughs> that was the plan uh-huh. it took about another year okay. like eight <laughs> or nine months after graduation before we were actually engaged but yeah
1: it was it was kind of in the stars at that point yeah, yeah it was okay. it was the plan <laughs> So that's another thing you're you're thinking about, which church you're going to go to and where you're going to get married. Was that a factor in like when you're looking at the way and can you tell us about your experience when before you were married mm-hmm. last year?
0: Yeah, we um, it was kind of never a question that we were not going to live together until we were married. So, I mean, when we graduated in college, we lived apart for like a year and a half mm-hmm. and We even moved to Fredericksburg separately. So Will bought a house and I was living in an apartment with a roommate. And I remember um, Will told me when Matt came to his house to like talk about stuff and welcome him, he was like, is Sydney home? And he was like, she doesn't live here. (laughs) And he was surprised Mm -hmm. and even pleasantly surprised, but it's like just not, uh, I guess, expected.
3: Because nowadays, even in Christian circles, it's very countercultural to do that Mm -hmm. because the argument is it's it makes more sense to live together. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I guess how did did you get questions about that? Did you have people prying in and what did you say or how did you go about all that stuff?
0: We did definitely get questions like people were like, why spend the money? Why pay rent for each of you? You know, and like, that wasn't, I don't know. That was probably the least of our considerations. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Which other is refreshing people, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I was making like $13 an hour. It's not like it was easy to pay rent. but <laughs> It was like, that was the l- smallest hurdle. But people always use that phrase, like, you know, try it out. Make sure you can l- make it together, you know, if you live together. But we realized... That's just a bad argument because if you want to be together, you will. That is not going to stop you from being together. You're going to, if you want to make things work, you're going to compromise. <laughs> it's not like you can't live together, you know? So we, that wasn't going to be a problem. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to not make it if we clash the way that we live.
3: That's awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. Well, and you guys had to jump through some hurdles to do that. Like, you had to find a place to live after your apartment, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, that's right. We, well, a lot of things didn't go to plan. And it's not like we were, like, making very strict plans. (laughs) But (laughs) it was 2020. And I was trying to find jobs. And we didn't have a wedding date set originally for when we did. So, it, we were originally going to get married in March, and then we changed that to May. But my lease ended May 1st, and the wedding was May 23rd, and so I didn't have a place to live for three weeks, and it was going to be very expensive because my roommate was moving out, and I did not—that i that I couldn't afford to like pay the the monthly rate. And so we talked to Pastor Matt, <laughs> and he found us—I mean, that's, that's one huge testament to the community of a church because— he asked asked around, and Lisa perdue was like, "Yeah, I, we've met one time, mm-hmm. but you can stay with us." <laughs> Classic Lisa. I know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Shout out to Lisa. Yeah. Shout out
1: to Lisa.
3: <laughs> episode eleven. Yeah, I believe. exactly. Shout, right. out yeah. Shout out to that. for episode. the fans <laughs> of the
0: Meet the Fans. Fr- yeah, she yeah. was <laughs> yeah, I mean, two episodes ago. <laughs> <right? Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i feel like i wouldn't change anything about what we did even changing plans you know not living together paying double rent it's just how things went and you know it worked out
3: <laughs> yeah and you said that's like a testament to the community of a church and the other thing i know is that when you guys started foundations which is our membership class you also started going to the life group that i lead mm-hmm. um you mentioned that had an impact on you and I'm curious to know like what what you found during that experience hanging out with in our life group Heidi's in our life group.
0: Actually, Lucas was going at the same time. Yeah. So at Briefly. that time you guys mm-hmm. were oh, all yeah. in this mm-hmm. group.
1: Yeah, I remember that those days. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was I'd... sitting in the corner. Oh, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God.
0: laughs>
1: yeah, I remember that's where I met Will.
0: And you guys went. Kayaking, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, there could be a whole podcast about our whole kayaking. Yeah, experience. don't, don't <laughs>
0: let me, don't let me step on his toes for his episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's start with that. <laughs> but that that one was huge. What we were looking for, one, we didn't know anybody around here. I have one friend who grew up here, and she doesn't live here. Her parents do. So those were the only <laughs> people we knew who lived around here, and we knew that finding people with similar values would be important, you know? So it was super exciting to find people close to our age who had similar values and ideals and, like, we were willing to have those conversations. Like, I don't know what we talked about the first time we joined, but I bet you... Some kind of ancient philosopher got brought up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, I do not know where you're going with that. Sometimes it gets a little off the rails, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, but it was easy to talk to all of you, and the the questions that people ask were questions that I have. It was very refreshing to find a group of people that were so easy to get along with. I
2: think, like you we were a welcome addition. Thank, Thank you. Still Thank are. You. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Well, I think it goes both ways too, because you 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 always want to have people join your group and grow the community, but at the same time, you are like, all right, who are these people? What are they about? And you guys were immediately such such a great addition to our group and the conversations we had and just everything that went into it. And um, yeah, that was awesome to get to meet you and. 'Cause you guys started coming regularly right away. We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think the first time we came, Heidi brought ice cream. So yes. it's it's that you gotta return. First time. I uh, wanna say man. it was.
2: We need yeah, to do that more them. often. Yeah. Yeah. That's the do. lesson <laughs> we have learned here. Ice cream mm-hmm. makes people stay at a church. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. it, I think well, it might.
1: <laughs> first it was the mug and now it's the ice cream. Yeah, so yeah. right. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> these things matter. Perfect.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And let me say, not every church group is like because i remember when we were trying out some other churches there was one we went on a sunday and it was like probably the church we tried right before the way and they invited me to the women's group the following tuesday and so i said we'll give it, you know a try and see how the community is and i remember going there and it was election day 2020 (laughs) and it was very telling when they were spending so much time talking about politics and, like, praying for a specific candidate to win and just cer- certain other things. And I was like, well, <laughs> I will not be returning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a good test of uh, a group to know, you know, what the, like, actual people in the church are saying other than, rather than just, you know, sermons on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. So... I think another thing people at The Way will know about you straight up is that, you know, you're volunteering frequently, you're very involved since the beginning. So how does that kind of form your relationship with the community? Like, is... Are you just prone to volunteer in general or does it bring you closer to the church or what do you think?
0: I would say both mm-hmm. for sure. I was I was raised by volunteers. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like they
1: volunteered to raise you?
0: It's <laughs> like uh Leslie <laughs> Nope. <laughs> they had a sign up sheet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we need somebody to raise this young child. <laughs> That's
0: they, what we the, call being parents. <laughs> they stapled it to the telephone poles and you take the number. <laughs> No, 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 no. My parents are very volunteer heavy. Like, my mom was, you know, PTA president, did after prom for, like, I don't know, like six or seven years, When even when she didn't have a child in high school.
1: (laughs) It was too long.
0: Still doing after prom. And my dad has been involved with groups constantly. Like, he... Right now he works at Virginia Tech and he volunteers at the horse stables like he just he just volunteers <laughs> so that was that's just a what I like to do for sure. I don't know. I might not be the person who can like get something started all the time. I don't know if I have the visions or you know the leadership to be a starter, but I will help. <laughs> so I love to be able to get involved plus you know that's where we meet people. I think I volunteered at the Easter event before we were officially members of the mm. church and I felt like I fit I fit right in like <laughs> they were just like you'll be here and it felt yeah. like it felt like we'd been there forever.
3: That's a good point cuz in your in your meet the fam episode we talked about building relationships as an adult and a lot of times it's shared experiences it's deep conversations that help form those relationships and volunteering kind of puts you in the shared experiences category. It's like an easy way to get get involved in especially when you're new to an area, get to know people.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you I mean, you guys know Will can talk to anybody ever yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> you can talk to anybody about anything for as long as you want. <laughs> but that is not necessarily my strength. <laughs> so like that situation being having a shared experience puts you in a place where you can like start talking to somebody. So that helps me.
2: <laughs> That's a big help. I mean, like anybody who's at all introverted in any part of their personality, like everybody knows that that experience of going to a new place and you don't know anybody. But if you're going to a volunteering event or something like you already know that they want you there. so You're so <laughs> right. way less threatening. And you're yeah. usually put in a place. Yes, exactly. You know where to yeah.
0: be. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's a huge one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes you're even told what to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I feel like also it can be like kind of a litmus test. It's like, okay how do people treat waiters like how do people treat volunteers like Mm -hmm. are they going to be like really you know like hands-on or like are they going to let me do my thing and so I think that could be helpful if you don't know a group
0: (laughs) I've never considered that that is really true
1: but I think we passed the test hopefully I would say (laughs) so
0: absolutely you get brought in and just you know felt like you you fit right in
1: also, just in terms of like volunteering and being a part of the community, you had mentioned when we talked before about like vocation being important to you, learning about that through foundations, the two hundred two hundred one. What do we call it? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah, 201. laughs> the
0: membership class is one hundred one. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: do you want to go over that a little bit? I think
3: yeah. foundations two hundred one. We are. Uh, you didn't do that, right?
1: I think
2: Heidi was I dropped out. You dropped I out. I had to come back. Well, there's yeah. only been one class.
3: I'm pretty sure there's only one, one class to date. And so we are the <laughs> inaugural <laughs> class. And we have a dropout with yeah. us, too. So
2: thanks, John.
3: You're welcome. Thanks okay, for, for bringing that up. Yeah, no
0: problem.
1: <laughs> you tried. You tried.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. Not came
3: all to... of
1: us could make it through
0: yeah. one. Well, I think Heidi also went probably through that effectively in your Lutheran. Um, K through 12 education. But
2: you would you would think that you would know all these things and then you get into those classes and you're like, oh, that's right. I actually, I didn't have an answer to this question. <laughs> so it's always a good idea to, to have a refresher. I, I want to hear your thoughts about, like, actually going through the whole course mm-hmm. and everything. But, like, you don't necessarily have to think about your vocation because you're already probably going to be doing a job or something. And that's not the only vocation that we have. Yeah. That's another thing we learned. But... That's one of those things that you don't necessarily have to apply your Christian faith to until you realize that it's like completely necessary to do so.
0: That's such a good way to say that, because that is something that I did not understand until we started going to a Lutheran church was like the doctrine of vocation. And I thought after taking that class, like how necessary that is to talk about you know, it's, I think it's awesome the emphasis that we place on that because it is. Was it Martin Luther who said, I don't want to misquote, but he said something about like even a shoemaker is fulfilling his vocation by serving those who need it, right? So, what whatever you're doing is your vocation. So, you're always applying your Christian faith. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. I know that, it, like, that you? opens <laughs> so many. Mm-hmm paths in your mind be like i don't know that that just that blew my mind
2: (laughs) sorry you no like what what did you take away from that like because i feel like you have kind of you know shifted recently even mm -hmm. like in your in your career or or even just in your life like what how'd that impact you
0: i was i mean the class was a huge part of it because there was the idea that i had never heard before that our vocation is us working as co-workers with god like we are serving people on this earth as he serves us and that was that felt like you know it's not like no pressure (laughs) (laughs) but there really is an importance to everything that you're doing and i was working at a greenhouse which was really cool it was super informative but i also felt like i was doing a lot just kind of for me and i had for a long time i'd had an interest in education and i was like thinking that's a way that i could be serving others a lot more than just myself so i did and yeah. <laughs> did it well, what do you do now <laughs> i teach i teach middle school <laughs> so it's i went for it and i feel like i feel like i was right you know i'm serving a lot of people every day in small ways that I don't know if I was before, you know.
3: Well, I think the really cool part about the doctrine of vocation and the way you beautifully said it is that we're co-workers in Christ and we're serving people on this earth as Christ is serving us, that's a beautiful way to put it. But even, you know, when you worked at a greenhouse or whatever anybody's doing, even if they have ambitions or aspirations for something different or what they perceive as something better, just knowing that, you have purpose in whatever you're doing because you are co-workers with Christ. You, like you get, you do that throughout your whole life. You look to the left, you look to your right, you know, who's there? How can I serve you? Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: That, that is also freeing. You know, it's not that, it's not like you should be burdened by the responsibility of being co-workers with Christ. Right. It's like freeing because you're served you have an opportunity to serve people everywhere. I like that. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's the identity thing because I think so many people with your profession or whatever, your career, you tend to draw a lot of your identity from that or at least we as Americans do. And that frees you from that. Your identity uh, is as a coworker with Christ, like in anything you do. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that – Another reason why I love this church is the emphasis on, like, you're always a student. You're always learning things. I love taking that class because <laughs> there was so much to learn. We had a little a textbook almost that we followed. And the fact that there's always that, I don't know, the there's always more that you can be learning about your faith.
3: Yeah. That's a that's theme so that we cool. brought up
1: in your episode. Yeah. Lifelong like learning. Lifelong and, and- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> has there been anything surprising transitioning to being an educator like how that might relate to your vocation like like we joked earlier before the episode about how there's like a billion gardening meme not memes uh, references in the bible like <laughs> yes. um like you know plant the seeds of your faith um do you see you that in education Do you see any, like, parallels between your vocation now and and how that might relate to, like, you know, growing faith in people and and things like that?
0: Yeah. You know, I I work in a public school, so it's not like there can be too much overt you know, (laughs) Christianity. But the idea of seeing that growth, yeah, (laughs) like seeing growth in a child, I might say something and not see that it even took hold for weeks, but then they, they get it, you know, that's, that's really exciting. And, you know, we're, we're not the most like affluent school. So it's, it feels really good to be there for those kids as subtle as it is. I might be the, the
2: Christian influence that they have, you know? I just think teaching sounds like such a challenging job. <laughs> yeah. like, like I have tried it. I, I was a teacher for a year right. and it didn't go super well, but I can see that you have like, first of all, you have like a servant's heart. And then the fact that you even thought to change up your career and, you know, get into education and that it's, it sounds like it's like fulfilling for you as well. I mean, it seems like a perfect match, honestly.
0: Let me say two things. Because one, I think that your teaching was probably much more difficult because you were teaching it had
2: its, people its who challenges. did not
0: teaching, uh, speak English.
2: They, and, yeah, yeah. And true. you were being like <laughs>
0: sneaky, <laughs> sneaky Christians about it. Yeah. So true. You, you probably had one of the hardest experiences. So don't downplay that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the teaching itself was yeah. challenging, but <laughs> appreciate that. <Yeah. laughs> but
0: second... I would say that it is a challenge but also like I I'm not a person who gets things quickly I don't usually I'm not a, a natural at stuff like sports or most skills if we're being honest but I feel like one of the things that I've always felt natural at with is interacting with children like people my age or who are older than me that is a very difficult thing for me but Children, babies, I can do that all all day. So it felt like, I don't know if maybe it's a spiritual gift. Maybe that's just, I, I think know. so. Yeah, but definitely that that was a, a a really cool realization that it is something that comes naturally.
1: <laughs> so another thing I know about you is, and going back to the gardening thing is just the vision you see for yourself and kind of like a self-sustaining environment. Could you talk totally. about that? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was while well, I was working in agriculture, cause when I was in college, I got really, really interested in sustainable agriculture. I studied environmental science, but a professor and I started a garden with the Brethren Church by campus. And we got to grow food for food pantries. And that was like that was huge. That was such an amazing experience. And I just got so interested in agriculture and growing food and just, I don't know, doing things for yourself. And so luckily, Will has a very similar set of values. So we can't, We both plan to or we hope to have, you know, a house where maybe we grow as much of our own food as we can live as self-sustaining as we can. <laughs> you know it'll take time <laughs> yeah.
3: that's a cool vision where where do you guys want to do that
0: uh, virginia's pretty cool we <laughs> like virginia a lot we well will has spent all but one year of his life in virginia and i've spent all but five years of my life in virginia so we like it but you know we like west virginia where land is a little bit cheaper <laughs> we were, this morning we were looking at some land in west virginia so
3: well here here's my i obviously want to keep you here yeah. in Virginia and Fredericksburg, if we're, you know, just being frank, you should stay here. But <laughs> if you do you go here. to West Virginia, Forever. that's one of the only states that there's not a Wells Church. So oh, wow. there's a major opportunity for that. You know. Well,
0: what is, what's what's um, Will's title? He's it's the outreach, outreach coordinator. coordinator yeah. So, yeah, he's
3: going
0: to outreach West Virginia. to the whole state of West Virginia. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They might need it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they do. <laughs> And no no promises that we're going to leave Fredericksburg because we like it. Sometimes we have that conversation like, oh, I really like it here. And we really like the people here. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> it's a hard decision to make. Yeah. Stay speaking of, some, yeah, speaking <laughs> of somebody, and Heidi, you
3: probably get this too because we're not from here. Lucas, you kind of grew up in this area, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You move here. You probably have you know, romanticize the past or past places you live or you think about places you want to live Mm -hmm. and you think about Fredericksburg. And it's always, it's not just Fredericksburg. It's wherever you're living now. It never really feels like the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe you're looking Mm -hmm. for something else. But the one thing that we keep talking about is like, we love our church. We love the community. We've been here five years now or starting five years. And we're definitely now at a place where this is for sure home for us. The first two years, we're kind of like, Felt weird to call it home. Mm -hmm. Um, But the (laughs) the wonderful things, too, is like you're an hour and a half from the mountains. You're an hour and a half from the beach. (gasps) Mm -hmm. You got major cities, you know, in any direction. And that's really cool. You can't really get that. Most places where I've lived in the past. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things going on here.
1: Also, there's. Two soup and tacos here.
3: There's two <laughs> soup Not and just tacos. One. That, <laughs>
1: that's
2: well, so can true. say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weather town. Yeah.
3: You, two. That's right. You got You got me there. <laughs> and
2: taco combo restaurants. Wow, that's a really good point. <laughs> now <laughs> I know no, where we're going after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, unless we franchise soup and taco wherever you go. I don't think we can. Um, we can't to go say too much now. on this <laughs> no, podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh super intact will mm. you sponsor this podcast yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just yeah exactly
0: that's interesting um to talk about Fredericksburg because only one of us in this room has lived here for very long and it feels like that is one unique thing about this area that not a lot of people are from here Yeah, you know a lot of us have come here for one reason or another but maybe that's also what brings the community
2: together you know we're all looking for <laughs> friends <laughs> i think so for sure i i don't find that in um like especially in the midwest where john and i are both from you're kind of not stuck but when you go to a new place in like a small town in say wisconsin or something it's very hard to break into the community i've found but out here it's like you're right everybody's trying to do that and then you have that shared experience of like Oh, where are you from or like why did you move out to this place mm-hmm. and stuff it's very it's cool it's a cool town
3: I'm, I'm curious too as we're talking about fredericksburg and with the news that we just got to celebrate today that we bought a church building yes! uh, so exciting what are your thoughts in kind of your vision or your hopes for our church our ministry center here in the city of fredericksburg and uh going forward in the ne- next couple of years
0: Okay, I love the way that we talk about a a place for you, you know, and maybe that's maybe that resonates so much because this is a new place for so many people. You know, we we serve as your new home, right? Like, welcome home (laughs) here with us. That is such a cool service that churches can provide is being a home for anyone. So it's going to be really cool to reach those people who, you know, need need to find that.
3: And have a permanent location where we can do that. Exactly. Yeah, We've yeah. got
0: an address. <laughs> we can get
1: mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the whole mail situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it will be too bad to um, not have people accidentally coming because they were going to oh, go yeah. to the gym, though. <laughs> well, you well, know? We <laughs> <plan> <laughs> We've gotten should... some accidental um,
2: visitors. Yeah, <laughs> We should keep the gym part of it, you know? Just like put a sign up that says also a gym and then people will <laughs> <Yeah>. come <in. laughs> like gotcha yeah and the like- sign down. <laughs> no, it just
0: says church. Uh, just kidding.
2: no cloak and dagger here yeah. no no
0: bait and switch
2: <laughs>
0: <No>.
1: <laughs> do you think there's anything that we didn't talk about that like that you want to drive home more or or things that we did talk about
0: well maybe my biggest Takeaway, or the biggest thing that I've taken from starting to come to this church is like the the freedom, like how freeing it is when you understand what it is that we are believing, and that your sins are forgiven. You know, it, there's nothing that you can do for God; it's freely given to you, and that is. Crazy, <laughs> but so freeing. <laughs> I think maybe that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful.
3: Well, we did it, guys.
0: Cool. Sweet. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for doing yeah. it. That was fun. That was awesome. Thanks. For-
3: Thank you for joining us today. To get more content designed to connect you to Christ and to community, please subscribe or follow The Way Church wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or you can head to our website, thewaychurchva.com for more information.